Welcome back to Mythic Sky Storytime. I am Dr. Laura Tad, psychological astrologer and wellness mentor is sort of what I've landed on. I don't like the word coach. I'm trying out mentor. Let me know what you think. In this episode of Mythic Sky Storytime, I'm going to talk about the summer solstice because it is tomorrow. Today is June 20th, 2023, and the solstice is tomorrow on the 21st. Um, and so I thought I would make a little recording to chat with you all about what the summer solstice means and what you might expect in this time of transition. And, you know, so there's the mechanics of the summer solstice or either of the solstices, right? Summer or winter. Those of us on the northern hemisphere, the northern half of the planet Earth, we're moving into the summer solstice and those below the equator are having the winter solstice. The solstice itself, right, is the, for the summer solstice, right, it's the longest day of the year. So what do we mean by that, by the longest day of the year? Because there's still 24 hours in a day. It's really, it's not the longest day of the year, it's the day with the longest amount or the largest amount of sunlight, right, of daytime, of daylight, right? So sunrise to sunset, it's the longest period between those two points of time. And that has to do with how the Earth lines up in being in the angle that it is as it rotates through the sky around the sun and its relationship to the sun. And so it's the way in which the Earth is angled to the sun has more of the day in sunlight, more of the day it the Earth is facing the sun than not for the summer solstice. And then, of course, if it's because, again, the Earth is tilted, or if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's the least amount of sunlight. But for the purpose of this recording, I'm talking about the summer solstice since I am in the northern hemisphere. And historically, right, that in tribal cultures and and communities, it's a time of gathering, right, of friends and family, of honoring our inner light, right, and and light itself. It's it's different than the spring equinox, where it's the returning of the light, right, where we've been in more darkness than light. And the equinox, right, is when it's equal day and light. Um, but this is when the the length of sunlight is at its zenith. And it's interesting just to even think about how we now think of this as the beginning of summer. The longest day of the year is the first day of summer. But it's also in a lot of Druid and Celtic cultures, it was midsummer because really that sort of mathematically even makes a little more sense. So it's interesting. I'm not sure of the history of when that transition happened to have this be the first day of summer as opposed to midsummer, which is the Druid holiday, because Logically, if it's the longest day of the year, it's odd that it's the beginning of summer versus the middle of summer. I just, I don't know, there's something about that that's an interesting thing to think about. But so one of the things to be doing during this time, during in and around the summer solstice, is anything that's honoring the sun, anything that's honoring daylight, and things that are illuminated, right? That's what is the sun about? The sun is about illumination, Right in our own chart, wherever the sun falls astrologically, whatever sign it's in, and if you know enough of your own astrology, whatever house it's in, then it's where we shine, 
right? The sun in astrology from a natal perspective is our true self. It's our, our true essence. It's about our ego strength, ideally, right? It's our core being. It has to do a lot with our conscious self versus our unconscious self that's a lot more lunar and a lot more of where the moon is when we were born. And the sun having to do with the hero or heroine archetype, right? It's part of that Leonian archetype. It's that's the sign that we associate most with the sun. And then when we put that in the sign of cancer, which is what happens during the summer solstice in the Northern hemisphere is when is the first day of cancer, the sign of cancer, then our identities also become connected with or those born during that period, but also sort of the theme of the moment that we're moving into once the sun moves into cancer tomorrow is connecting more with what is our personal connection with home and family. That's part of, I think, the gathering during the summer solstice with friends and family is that the sun is in cancer. And so what is being most illuminated is friends and family, is that um, gathering together of of loved ones and that sense of belonging. Cancer really loves to fit in and belong and have a sense of home. It's why the crab literally carries its its home on its back, right? It carries its shell, it carries its home with it. Cancer as a sign has a lot to do with belonging and home and family. And so that becomes a bit of a theme that we're moving into with this summer solstice, with any summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. There's more of a theme around, around home and connection and an emotion and awareness of our needs and the needs of others. And so we're moving into that energy and so the it's part of the summer solstice. It's not entirely it the cancer goes on for another, you know, thirty days. So it'll be percolating for you know, till we get um into late mid July when we move into Leo. But so this summer solstice is about connecting with home, family, letting, and, and our relationship with that, how we fit into our community, into our home, into our family, and our sense of belonging there, and shining a light on where we belong, and perhaps illuminating the shadows of where we feel we don't belong, so that we can make the necessary choices to either find where we do belong. It's not that you force yourself to belong somewhere. Maybe changes need to be made so you belong in your home so you belong in your community not within yourself but maybe the community or the home needs to change and the summer solstice is also has a lot to do with what's being illuminated so the sun as an element as the element of light right it's not quite an element but of illumination elementally that idea of light and the physicalness of light that is part of that solstice and this extended period with it being the day where there is the most illumination, right? What is it that we haven't been seeing that we get to look at clearly or honestly during this summer solstice? And that's true with any summer solstice. And one of the things that can be interesting to just have around or be using in terms of just tools or, or, uh, it's not quite a talisman, but just things that you can be using during the summer solstice to continue to hone or engage with the light of the sun. It is even having prisms 
or, you know, the ones that you would hang in the window to have the sun catch it and you get rainbows scattered all over the walls, right? That's a great thing to be doing in general, particularly in and around this time when we are so much, the period of time that we're in has so much to do with engaging with the light, right? And so capturing the light through prisms, through crystals that are cut crystals, so you get that prism effect and you get the rainbows on the walls, is a way of engaging with that, with the light and connecting with the energy that having it splinter in that way that creates the rainbow can really energetically sort of clear spaces and then you have if there are things, adjustments or changes in your life to make, that illumination, that sun catcher can shine for you, illuminate for you, may bring some things into clarity that have been sort of like just out of your peripheral vision in terms of being able to make sense of next choices or steps or decisions that you're trying to make. So you might find it helpful to hang those in and around your home in the next few days in particular. And as always, I mean, it's summer, so engaging with the natural world, being outside, bonfires are always ritualistic things to engage with of part of honoring the light, the sun energy. And one of the things that you may want to try, I have a little different thing for folks this time, is to help you unpack how you could maybe use this period of time. I've got a guided meditation for you all this time around, Uh, and we'll see. Please feel free to try it out. If you're listening while driving, you can do this part at another time because you're going to want to have your eyes closed. But other than that, if you can find a comfortable place to sit... And I will, doesn't matter if you're sitting cross-legged or feet on the floor, just something that's comfortable to be sitting, a position that's comfortable to be sitting in for a couple of minutes. I don't recommend lying down just because there's something very powerful about sitting straight and having the spine straight and the way that you hold, you know, sort of that frame that happens when you sit upright um, that can help with the flow of energy through the body and help with getting clarity in any sort of meditation. All right, once you have found where you're comfortable, and if you need to pause the recording, the podcast, till you get there, that's fine. All right, so when you are ready, close your eyes, and we're going to begin by just taking a few belly breaths so we can drop into our bodies and be present in the moment. Now, we'll take three belly breaths and we're gonna inhale for the count of four, hold at the top and exhale for the count of four and we'll do that three times, I'll walk you through. So inhale through your nose, one, two, three, four, hold, and exhale completely through your mouth, emptying your lungs, emptying your belly, one, two, three, four, and again. Inhale through the nose, one, 
two, three, four, hold. And exhaling completely, one, through your mouth, two, three, One last time, inhale through the nose, one, two, three, four, hold, exhale completely through the mouth, one, two, three. Now continuing to keep your eyes closed. Bring your attention to your third eye. To the point in the middle of your forehead. If it helps, you can even sort of tap it with your finger to bring your focus there bring your attention to that point. And imagine as you focus from this point of your being, see yourself standing on a beach at sunrise. You can hear the waves crashing but other than that, it's quiet. Maybe there's some early morning birds and nature waking up as the sun comes over, starts to peek up over the horizon. If there's any tension in your body coming up as you're imagining yourself on this beach, Breathe to that point in your body and that will help the tension release. As that tension dissipates, continue to hold on to this vision, to this image of the rising sun on the horizon of the sea. Now, whomever you look to for guidance, for support, whether that is a guide, a god, a goddess, the universe, spirit, whatever language you choose to use, when it comes to connecting with the divine. Know that they, it, he, she, them are always there for you. And they can illuminate for you how to best nurture yourself. Know that they, this force or being is with you on that beach.
they are supporting you as I as we are going to explore some questions. So the summer solstice with it being in cancer has so much to do with that archetype of cancer that is about nurturing both self and other. And if you've been struggling with caring for yourself with the ease and uh, unconditional acceptance of that need that you can do for other people, right? So often we struggle with self-care. What's holding you back? How can this being beside you on the beach illuminate for you what's been the resistance to self-care? See what they have to share with you as you stand on the beach watching the rising sun. And as that becomes clear, they may also be able to help you to understand how to bring self-care into greater balance in your life so that other people or parts of your life don't get neglected or feel neglected as you work to care for yourself. What do they have to tell you to bring self-care and care for others into a place of harmony? What do they, and maybe they have something to show you or a word or advice. See what it is that they have to say. When you feel ready and you prepare to leave this sunrise, know that this is a place you can always return to for guidance and insight. The force of light, the God, Goddess, Spirit, Universe, whomever you connect with as the divine is always there for you ready to provide insight when you choose to ask you just have to return to the beach or wherever you may find them more readily available to you and when you're ready you can open your eyes feel free to journal or take some notes on what came up and know that with this summer solstice just like the rising of the sun over the sea insights will come and be illuminated so that that which has been in shadow is forever illuminated and then can be worked with or transformed or embraced depending on what's called for Have a lovely summer solstice 
and I hope to record another episode soon. This has been Dr. Laura Tad with Mythic Sky Storytime. Mm-hmm.